TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And now your host. Good evening and welcome back to Masks Weekly Radio Show on Family Matters. Masks, mothers, and fathers align saving kids, kids of all ages and all stages for all mental health struggles, including addiction. If you know somebody that needs a referral for a therapist, an inpatient or outpatient program, a yeshiva, please give us a call. Our number is 718-758-0400. All calls are strictly confidential. Again, I'm going to repeat the number. Maybe it's for yourself, a loved one, a neighbor, or someone you usually would sit next to in show. Our number again, 718-758-0400. If anyone wants to get a free naloxone kit, another form of Narcan for prevention of opioid overdose, Please give us a call and we could arrange to send you your free kit and have a free training. Please call us 718-758-0400. So tonight is really, this show is really long and coming. I've been waiting to do this show for a very long time, but... The rabbi is a very, very busy man because he is so sought after. And that is Rabbi Shmuel Gluck, who has been in Chinuch for over 25 years. He has an organization called Aravim, which we're going to hear all about tonight. And he focuses on helping teenagers along their way, their journey, their path. So I would like to welcome on Rabbi Shmuel Gluck. Thank you for making the time being on our show tonight. Thank you so much. That was very, very kind of you. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, We're very familiar. I mean, I've worked along with Massacre for a long time. It's, It's obviously a quality organization run by a very quality person. I do appreciate the opportunity tonight. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Rabbi Gluck. We have been working together from the beginning of Masks Days. We're in our 25th year, and early on, the early years of Masks, when you started your organization, Raven, which we'll hear about, we have been working all these years together on helping families. That's our focus. Helping families finding the right treatment, the right programs, right yeshivas. So let's get right to it and give us a little overview about what is a Ravim? Where is a Ravim? Okay, so here's where we have. So a Ravim is located in Hilburn, which is right outside of Muncie gives us the advantage of, of a 
quote unquote big city Muncie. I know that sounds silly to a Brooklyn person, but at the same time, it's a very small town. The only Jewish families here are my married students and a bunch of housing with boys. So our Raven's located, like I said, outside of Muncie. Um, we work with teenagers actually from nine, 10, all the way up to young adults and not such young adults these days, work with both boys and girls, men and women. And we have various programs. I guess I'll do an overview if it's okay with you. We do various programs. So the thing that many people are, are calling us now, we have full-time residents for boys and for girls. Obviously, it's many miles away. Otherwise, we'd have to have daycare. and That would not be a good idea. So we have a boys program in Hilburn. We have a girls program in Pomona. And this is housing with social workers, full-time staff. We write their resumes up, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's quite a, a detailed program. Other than that, we do a lot of other things. So, for instance, we do, we do placements. We do school placements, job placements. We help them find apartments. We do a lot of discharge planning when boys or girls come out of wilderness programs or therapeutic programs or rehabs. We do a lot of that. We also mentor. I may have said that. I'm sorry. And uh, we also deal with a lot of parents and offer advice. So that's pretty much what we do. We're going to try to help anybody and their family, not only the individual, having a difficult time. So, Rabbi Gluck, you're in in all these years, and these young boys and girls may be off the derech, may have trauma, may have been molested. So give us a little idea of what kind of cases, what kind of, let's not call them cases, let's call them young people, and what makes them end up Okay, so let's divide this into two groups, if I may. There's those moving into our homes, and there's the people, those that call us for advice. So what we what we what people, what we have a reputation as doing well, and I hopefully it's deserving, is that people can call us with complex problems, and a complex problem would mean the son is not religious, the daughter may have gender confusion, the parents have shown them bias issues. It's just a mess. And we break them down into multiple small pieces, and then we try to solve or at least manage or make less intense each of the small pieces, and then we try to put it back together again. So on one end, I'd say we're good at problem solving, but it's really a little more than that. And then we'll handhold them through the entire process. So when it comes to advice or mentoring on that, if it's a complex problem, we're simply going to do our best. Um, Our housing is a little more specific, though. So it's going to take me a minute. I hope you don't mind. The housing is a little more specific. Um, What we're looking for are boys or girls 16 to 22. It doesn't matter how complex they are or what they've experienced and gone through. As long as they've reached a point, they're tired. They're tired of being angry at adults and parents and rabbis and Hashem. They may still be angry, by the way, but they don't want to be obsessed. They don't want that noise in their head. If they've passed that threshold, and a lot of them have not, certainly, but if they pass that threshold, then we would take them into our houses and we'd offer them all the services we have. So that's pretty much what we do. Let's talk first about mentoring. Not everybody is ready to go into housing, and not every young adult trusts so easy. Uh, so, you know, you're a rabbi, you have a beard, you're, you're from person, and they may be off the derech. What attracts them to our raven? So 
there's one of two things. Either their friend recommended them to us, and as a result, we're kosher because their friend recommended. So that would be one. So despite whatever image they may know of us, they know that it works out when you come to us. Our houses, for instance, appear very liberal while there is oversight because there's no real rules. And I'll explain that because obviously there are. But we know that when you make rules with teenagers, it doesn't work. So therefore, what we do is I don't really care when you go to sleep. Okay, but if you can't wake up when you're supposed to and you can't smile at the customers at your job and your boss doesn't think you're in top form, then we'll have a discussion. So we don't really have rules per se. We just have outcomes that are effective or not and that they can understand better. So we do ever and also, for instance, they're not in a dormitory. They're in a house, living room, dining room, kitchen. There's no food we serve. You tell us what you'd like us to buy. It's, and we do that. So it's very um empowering in a healthy manner and and it's liberating to a degree and once we do that obviously we ask you know compliance and and like that but they come because we have a reputation as being very open-minded and very understanding there are other times they come to us simply because they're up the creek and we're their only way out so i've earned a little reputation that parents will listen to me because parents will listen to me if they talk to me they assume i can soften their parents and very often the parents need softening, so it's actually a legitimate thought. Other times I'm just mediating between the both of them because the parents aren't really bad at all, you know, and I'm just trying to mediate between both. But we have earned that reputation. The housing is quite open-minded, and, uh, and, and my staff has earned the reputation that the parents will listen to us. Rabbi, how many beds are the girls and how many beds are the boys? So the girls only have, uh, I believe, seven, and we could get an eighth in. Um, the boys have about 15. Again, depending how we, you know, work it out. I'm there right now closing on another house, so the numbers can expand. Right. And the ages again? Six, pretty much 16 to 22. We would take a 15 and a half year old sometimes, depending but that's pretty much at 16 to 22. Right. And there is a fee for placing a child in so, your program. So the, so the only thing I rave them charges for are the beds. All our services are free, no matter how many hours we spend talking. The beds do have a fee. There's no question. Um, lately, it became easier because Medicaid is, is paying for services for mentoring. I'm not sure how familiar you are with that. So it's become a little easier. But yes, there is a fee. Right, and everybody can call Rabbi Gluck directly so that you can speak to him about financial details. Uh, Rabbi Gluck, do you want to give out your number, please, or the contact sure. number of our raven, please? Sure, so you could call me, if you'd like, at 914-490-8129. That's 914-490-8129. You could email me at shmuelgluck at arevim.com. So the shmuelgluck is spelled typically. Arevim is A-R-E-I-V as in Victor, I-M as in Muncie.com. So Rabbi Gluck, you know, parents giving their child over to live and dorm or what, however you decide, what is it? Is it a, like a transitional independent living program? Do you name it or how do you refer to your program? So 
That's a great question. Uh, I'm not specifically for drugs. And to be honest, my houses are quite clean. I will right. once in a while, I will once in a while have a guy who's with weed, but not a pothead. I'll have, that's pretty much all I will have. A lot of the type of boys or girls we get, they just have challenges. Today, it's a lot of mental illness. Today, it's a lot of very insecurity. It's a lot of challenging homes they can't live in. So everyone has a story. Um, so uh, that's that, that's pretty much the t- that's what we're getting. What was your question again, though? I want I want to know, like, do you refer to it as a dorm, as a uh, traditional so, independent so, living? I, I don't know the answer to that. I refer to it really as healthy living. Which as means a home. We, we, we attempt to mimic a healthy home as much as possible. For instance, they have to clean up. And it's not like a chore. It's just it becomes the norm. So, for instance, we're open all Yom Tovim. The boys are here for Pesach and the Sadar. Whether they come to the Sadar or not, you know, is another question. But the point is, if it's their home, so then they don't ever have to leave. And therefore, we're open 12 months a year. Um, and uh, that's the way they look at it. And for instance, in a dormitory, I may have a guest come in. But since it's a home, I wouldn't bring anyone for a weekend. You know, if I need somebody, so I, often we have people that are homeless short term. I ask them permission because it's their home and it, it's treated like that. And they see it like that. And it, it makes a huge difference. It's part of the difference is they don't see me as a rabbi because it's not a school and it's not a dorm. So it's like, for, I'll give you an example. A lot of the boys don't have it. And one of the things we demand is a reciprocal relationship. So if I'll give them a ride, then uh, to go to Muncie, let's say, and then I need a 10th guy for a minion. It's not about religion. It's like, if you want me to do a favor, I need favors back. I'll do five times as much as you do. And I don't word it like that. It sounded a little mean the way I said it, but we cultivate a reciprocal relationship, which is something they've never either had an opportunity or ever felt accountable to. And that's the way we do things. I do them favors. They do me favors. Rabbi Gluck, do you want to share with my listeners about the professional end, meaning therapy? Is it available for your clients. So, here, so here's what we have. We do it part professional and part, I guess, the Shmuel Gluck way. And I will explain. Both the boy and boys and the girls program have full-time social workers on staff. The boys is Avi Lehrer and the girls is Adina. Um, I think her name is Karish, but she got married a week ago, so I don't remember her real that. name. But they may know her as Adina Karish. That's how they would know her. I, I have to figure out her real name now. But anyway, so we have full-time staff. But there's a difference the way we approach this than the typical therapeutic approach. And that is that in a typical therapeutic environment, so you meet somebody 45 minutes, once a week, maybe twice a week if there's a crisis, and uh, they do their best work. We do it much more subtly. And we get a lot of interns and we explain to them that in a therapeutic environment, they come to you whether they like you or not because the parents are making the child come to a therapy session. By us, you have to endear yourself. This is no, This has to be organic, somewhat natural. I take the boys to work. I do their carpool. Why do I do carpool for the boys? Because in that 15 minutes, I have what I have a captive audience. And I plan out, it's pre-planned spontaneity, what we're talking about. Sometimes it's nonsense, sometimes it's real. And, and therefore, we interact with them subtly 24-7 in a manner where it's actually engaging and it's actually therapeutic. In addition, there are therapy sessions as well. Uh, in addition to that, we have a, a psychiatrist, which is not on staff, but we use. We we'll let him go to any psychiatrist, don't get me wrong. 
we have a psychiatrist we refer to often, as well as the things, specialty items. If someone has trauma, so we will let it, we'll take them to a trauma specialist. And whatever the issues may actually be, we would cater that as well individually. Rabbi Gluck, there are many families that their family relationships are broken. Are, do you help with reunification with the parents at some point? Okay, I'm, I, I'm a major believer that a man or a woman cannot be a healthy spouse and money or, or mother, spouse or parent if they don't have a working relationship with their parent. Working relation doesn't necessarily mean buddies, because that may not be attainable, may not be realistic. Therefore, I'm a very big believer in doing that. What I ask of parents, though, is they have to have faith and let me have the time. A lot of parents are so distraught, understandably so, whether it's their fault or not that the situation exists, that they, they accelerate a process to the point of failure. And I ask them, give me the space. We share the goal. And, and again, that's our, that's our attempt. So we, the answer is yes. It is a major goal for even for the child's or the teenager's emotional health. But it really has to be done effectively. And sometimes that's where the difficulty comes in, because parents believe if I'm not accelerating as much as they'd like, that maybe I'm actually not believing in its importance. And I truly, truly do. Those that are patient with me generally end up with very good results and a healthy relationship. Absolutely. And we've witnessed that with so many, the relationships with family do improve and you've had so much nachas baruch Hashem from so many of your clients and students that you work so closely with through our Raven. Um, I, yeah, I actually have grand, I actually have grandchildren from people I've helped. You know that? Wow. <laughs> I mean, we're doing this a long time, right? Yeah, so we grandchildren. Really are. I forget the word children. Grandchildren. Yeah, we yeah. really are. I can't believe, Rabbi, that mask is in its 25th year. I mean, I just, yep. so much has happened and changed from when mask began to today right. in general in the field. You, you want to know my opinion when that, I say it changed? That's what I want to ask you. I yeah. think that, I'm going to two things. Let me finish my sentence because the beginning may sound depressing. I believe that it's a less healthy world. I don't think that's a surprise, both in terms of mental health, both in terms of exposure, and all of that. But I believe parents, by and large, are much more open to admit that they have gaps. They much quicker run. You remember in the beginning, they wouldn't run to therapists because they were yeah. embarrassed. You remember that? Yeah. People are looking for resources. People are looking for help. And I'll give you one other difference. 15 years ago, parents wouldn't even spend the money. 10 years ago, five right. years ago, they'd spend it on boys, but not on the girls. Yeah. The boys are getting arrested and making trouble. They had no choice. That's a, and I say this lovingly, get them out of the house. I can't live with them. But the girls, they would let stay in the room and cut and just, and just sit quietly. Today, parents know what they have to do. I had one child that was very expensive by me, and I, and I spent thousands, tens of thousands. But you, they're spending the money lovingly. They're doing what they have to. They're stripping themselves of dignity. And the results are, even though the problems were more severe than it was 10, 15 years ago, they're, they're succeeding. And the kids are growing healthy. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and, and there are so many more organizations out there that together mask and those organizations and a lot of Seattle's Maya. We are all making a difference by bringing down the stigma, the, a stigma is so important that we should 
fight it. People need to talk about the struggles of mental illness openly so that families could continue to get the help they need in a better um, environment, you know, from the community more welcoming instead of people feeling embarrassed. So that's a real important uh, uh, statement I want to make out here for everyone. I'm sure that your mask meetings have much more demand now than 15, 20 years ago. And oh, yeah. I know from my end of it, from my end of it, I used to have people that were anyway, quote unquote, not mainstream. Now I've conceded them and rebellion and, and any mainstream, they're coming for help. And they're, and they're admitting they made mistakes. It is, it's beautiful. As sad as it is, it's beautiful. Absolutely. We all make mistakes. We're all human and nobody knows what to do. I mean, 25 years ago, nobody knew what to do with a teen at risk, somebody with addiction, mental illness. Nobody knew. It was all brand new. So Baruch Hashem, by bringing out the conversations, radio shows, all the organizations doing the wonderful work that we are all doing together and individually we do collaborate on many, many programs with many, many of the organizations. And I do want to mention, I want to give a shout out that August 2nd, upstate New York, look out for the advertisement, United Task Force, which is almost 40 agencies that collaborate. We do a program upstate New York for the women during the nine days. It will be August 2nd, as will be going out shortly. So women, please make an effort, show up so that you can learn and hear from professionals that will help advise you and give you chizuk when struggling with all mental health issues. So Rabbi Block, let's just, for those that may have come on a little late, we have Rabbi Shmuel Gluck from the Ravim organization that is located near Muncie. And I want Rabbi Gluck, if you can tell us again where your program is located and the ages, just one more time, please. Okay, thank you so much. Yes, so it's Ravim. My name is Shmuel Gluck. We are located right outside of Muncie in Hilburn. And I'll give my contact, 914-490-8129. That's 914-490-8129. We offer several services. We have a therapeutic, well, a therapeutic style residences for boys and separate for girls. We have mentoring. We do placements both in schools and uh, jobs, etc. We do a lot of crisis mentoring and typical mentoring. We go to jails. We go to um, mental health facilities. And we handhold parents in difficult circumstances, sometimes for months at a time, to walk them through the difficulties they face either with one or with multiple uh, children. And thank you for inviting me. Right. Rabbi Gluck, you know, I just want people to know that not everybody is ready to take off their own mask. And those parents are being helped by Rabbi Gluck as one of the programs when they want to feel out to see whether or not their child, their loved one, their daughter, their son would do well in one of Rabbi Gluck's programs. And those that do, uh, that are ready 
to take off their own masks, they can join the mask parent support group. And those groups are Monday night, summer schedule, Monday night, Dr. Debbie Ackman by Zoom, Tuesday night, Dr. Shmuel Brachfeld by Zoom, Dr. Trish Tia once a month, call the office for more information in person, Dr. Trish Tia in Brooklyn, and then Wednesday night, Rabbi Dr. Benzion Tversky. So if you want to join a Zoom parenting group, please give us a call at 718-758-0400. Or if you want to reach Rabbi Shmuel Gluck, you're welcome to call Mask, and we will make sure to get Rabbi Gluck to get back to you. So Rabbi Gluck, what do you want to say to that parent that really doesn't think they're ready to send their child out of the home because the messages are constantly about let's keep our children home, you know, love them unconditionally and get them to professionals for help. But there are times that it doesn't work. So what do you want to say to those families? And I do want to add before you respond, Rabbi Luck, that you are very close to Rabbi Shmuel Kamenetsky, live and be well. And you, you do consult with Rabbi Kamenetsky. I think it's important that my listeners know that. Yeah, thank you. Shmuel is actually the rub of a raven, actually. So it's not only I speak to him, he is actually. So my, I usually tell people as follows when they have a challenge making that step or pulling the trigger. I, I usually tell them, of course, all things being equal, a child should be home. But we have to consider if all things are equal. And then I tell them that with my own children, I've, I've learned I'd rather make a move that makes us look like a worse shidduch or whatever other noun you want to stick in, in order to make them a better one than to make a move or not make a move that makes them look better and stay worse. So in other words, if we make the hard move now and we suffer, whether it's the embarrassment or the financial, we'll have hano, we'll have pleasure um, under the chuppah. If we choose not to make the move, it will come back and haunt us. And we should remember that to allow us to make that difficult decision. Rather have discomfort now and be take pride and pleasure later on than vice versa. Right. And again, I want to say that we all make mistakes and we all, times have changed from 25 years ago. Rabbi Gluck, right? I mean, what do you want to say oh my to the parents? You, Listen to what Shmuel told me 21 years ago. I was driving him and he tells me that he was telling me a story about a boy in a from yeshiva family and, uh, and he actually pulled a knife out of the pants. He didn't hurt them. And Shmuel told me as follows. He says it used to be, again, this is 21 years ago, it used to all be about Yiddishkeit. Religion, we're angry at Hashem and angry at this. Today, he said it's all about mental health. Now, you may say that's obvious, but this was told to me more than 20 years ago. And the answer is a lot of times we make mistakes, but a lot of times we didn't really make mistakes. It's just that we didn't grasp the challenge our children were facing. We just didn't grasp it. And therefore, technically, it wasn't a mistake, even though it was not only not effective, but it never had a chance to be effective. 
And therefore, I'm going to say one thing if I have 30 seconds. They, they quote Albert Einstein as follows. They say that he said, if you gave me an hour to solve a life-threatening problem, imagine a meteor coming at Earth at 2,000 miles a minute, it'll be here in 60 minutes. He says, I would dedicate 55 minutes to analyzing the problem and only remaining five minutes to solving it. Because with clarity of the problem, the solution becomes self-evident. What I urge parents when they bring children to me, I say, I'm not giving you advice. I need to know, is this medicinal? Somebody has to show them, God forbid, is bipolar or something, or they're clinically depressed. Is it behavioral? He has just bad character traits. Or is it, I'll call it organic, like on the spectrum. The trick for everything is what are we dealing with? And parents are often afraid to find out what they're dealing with. But if we solve it thinking it's A and the problem's B, we're exasperating the problem. Very important when they first come to me, let's figure out what makes them tick. When we know the answer, it'll be a no-brainer dealing with it. And right. then you may be able to keep them in the house too then, because we'll know what this is about. You could even keep them in the house maybe. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi Gluck, for making the time, for being on, and I want to wish much continued Hatzlach in all your programs and in Thank your you. personal yes. family we'll, too. We'll, we'll, I'll see you guys in another 25 years. Hopefully you and I both will be strong <laughs> and a huge amount of energy. Thank um, you so much. Thank you, and I um, want to wish thank you. everyone a very good evening, a beautiful Shabbos, and always remember, hang in, hold on, and virtually for now, let's continue to hug tight. Tonight's show is memory of Rivka Bas Yisroel. Thank you. Please consider to go online to maskparents.org and donate so that we can continue with all the mask programs. Thank you, and have a good night. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network the voice of the Jewish community.